Hello, we are Terra Nova, a horror podcast hosted by Kendall and Jackie, and here we talk about everything horror. And this podcast is specifically for you, the horror fans, and the non-horror fans. If you're too scared to watch the movies, it's fine. We talk about it, we discuss it, we dissect it, we laugh about it, talk about the good, the bad, and the tropes. And we have new episodes released Tuesdays bi-weekly. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Terranova underscore podcast. But also feel free to reach out through email at terranova.pod at gmail.com. And most importantly, tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. And tell your dog too. Cujo. <laughs>what it is what it do i'm excited man oh my god i'm like freak i'm like dude i'm like okay i'm gonna calm down i'm gonna calm down i'm just geeking out right now i'm like so excited you ain't gonna yeah i'm down. not gonna it's about to be an hour <laughs> to hour and a half of you wilding out so i already know what it's gonna be i'm gonna just tell the listeners in advance this is about to be spoiler heavy um <laughs> i'm gonna just say that right now if you did not finish attack on titan yes you either if you don't care about spoilers listen if you do care about spoilers, I'm going to just say stop right now because they about to go crazy. We got two guests. They about to go off. So uh, I'm going to just let y'all know in advance. This shit I ain't even <laughs> seen yet. But you know what? I don't mind being spoiled because I'm going to finish the show anyway. So this, <laughs> this is what we doing. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, like, okay. So like I always tell you guys who listen to us, we have a list, a to-do list when it comes to movies. TV shows, anime, documentaries, and topics we want to discuss with the podcast. <clears throat> Attack on Titan has been on that list for quite some time because it's not finished. For this year, since I was caught up and I was just waiting for the last episode, I told Kendall, I was like, we have to end the year with Attack on Titan. If it comes out in October, let's do it for our Thanksgiving episode. Yep. But then it came out in November and I was like, all right, we are <laughs> for Thanksgiving. You want to attack what's like? Yeah. So then, <laughs> yes, I was just like, all right, if it's not coming now for Thanksgiving, let us push it. And we have to end the year with attack on Titan because, oh, my God. And if it wasn't going to end, I was like, fuck, we got to shelf it then and leave for next year. But either way, <clears throat> it was going to happen. I was like, we have to watch Attack on Titan. And I told Kendall, I was like, we're doing it. You better start watching it. <laughs> like, watch all the episodes. Like, oh my god. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like freaking out and geeking out because this is yeah. something I've been wanting to do yeah, for so long. Yeah, she ain't playing. She 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 loves this series. You so weeks weeks. I think even months at this point before you're like, did you start it yet? Did you start it yet? <laughs> I was like, I already watched season one. She's like, did you continue it? Did you continue it? I was like, I'm gonna get back to it, Jackie. I'm doing other things. So I'm gonna get to the show. <laughs> yes and then she was like fight with I, your I, heart content like, as we kept getting closer to the date of recording she's like did you start now i'm like all right i'm watching it i'm watching it it's a lot of episodes but i'm getting there so but i'm gonna I'm, you know at this point i'm gonna go quiet i'm gonna let you bring in the guests and y'all can start going crazy yeah so for this we have special guest um one who is recurring literally he's literally part of our terra nova family at this point because he's been on this like on this show way too many damn times yeah we, we gotta make you official part of our little crew man we have to make it official um so we have <laughs> Edgar and lizzie you know Edgar, you guys are familiar with lizzie this is her first time um i'm very excited for her because we really wanted to have a panel discussion sharing different views about it because the thing about titan titan there's many different views when it comes to the outlook and and the ending of it all where it's just like hey who was right who was wrong <clears throat> Aaron. Um, anyway, so as we continue, 
let's start off with our first guest, uh, Edgar. Go ahead and say hi. Introduce yourself. Hey, what's up, guys? I feel like you guys already heard me so many different times with the Guillermo, with the Guillermo del Toro um, podcast, <laughs> The Thing, Resident Evil. But just in case, if you guys don't know who I am, I am Edgar, and also I am a Twitch streamer at t- twitch.tv slash Edgar underscore M89. And currently right now, I am playing Alan Wake 2. When would I finish? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I was actually need to start part one myself. I just downloaded the, the remaster of the original one on PS5. Oh, it's phenomenal. Like I I played it like I played the first one with my little cousin when it first came out for Xbox, and we both played it. We enjoyed it. And he said, when part two is coming out, I was like, I, you actually, I don't know. And then when part two came out, he's like, yo, you got part two? I'm like, yeah, it's on my PS5. Are you going to play it yet? I'm like, bro, I got eight different games I need to stream. Give it time. <laughs> All right. And now for our second guest, Miss Amazing Lizzie. Go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us who, tell our listeners who you are. <laughs> Hey everybody! Hello, um, I'm Lizzie Alejandro, and I'm a visual artist from the Bronx. I'm also a um, obviously a lover of anime, hence why I'm on this episode. Uh, this is my first time ever being on a podcast, so thank you for having me, and I'm really excited to be here today with you all. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> thank you for coming. All right. So, further ado, because <laughs> I'm like mad high with this. When I start talking about it already, um, <clears throat> Go ahead. Lizzie, would you do the right. honors of telling us a quick synopsis, a summary of Attack on Titan? With pleasure. Okay, so boom, Attack on Titan. We are set in a world where we see the last survivors of humanity. Uh, living in an enclosure consisting of three concentric walls. So Wall Maria, Wall Rose, and Wall Gina. And these walls have managed to avoid attacks from these gigantic uh, man-eating humanoids, essentially uh, referred to as titans. And yeah, these walls kept humanity safe uh, for about a century. But that safety is threatened in the first episode, right, when things just pop off. When a colossal titan smashes through the walls and therefore a flood of titans come in and there's like a mass carnage going on. And um, our main character and protagonist, Aaron Yeager, sees one of the creatures devouring his mother, like right in front of his face. And it is then he vows to drive out all the titans and to kill them and just erase them from the world. So, bam, I hope that is a good uh, starting point. Yeah, because, like, so much shit happens <clears throat> that... So, all right, before we get to Nitty Gritty, <laughs> when I first started watching Titan and Titan, so there's this rule when it comes to anime, and I'm pretty sure people who are listening are aware of it, where it's the four-episode rule. After four episodes, you just know if you rock with the anime or not. The first time I saw Attack on Titan, when it was like, when it was first, when the anime first came out, I watched the first four episodes. I was just like, ah, uh, I'm like, eh, over it. Whiny people. Okay, I get it. Deaf, whatever. I left it alone for like maybe a couple weeks. 
<laughs> I left it alone for a couple weeks and then I revisited it. And I, I don't know, the first season I was just like, okay, a little slow burn. I get it. You know, a little, you know, revenge story going on. Okay, cool. I feel it. Second season happened. I was just like, okay, this is getting a little bit interesting. The government is aware and they're also kind of shady people. Okay, cool. Third season happened and you're just like, holy shit. I did not expect this. I'm thinking the series is going to be one way and then it does a whole zigzag. And I'm just like, I did not see that shit coming. That is some heavy stuff. Um, generational trauma is a real thing. Oh my God. And then the fourth season happened. The rumbling. And yeah. that's all I can say is the fucking rumbling. Actually, if you don't mind me asking. Yeah. Good talk. If you don't mind me asking, I would love to see like know how like how all of you found out about the anime because I feel like that's a story in of itself. But I know what it is for me. But how did each one of you find out about the anime? Um, I found out because yet again, um, friends, and then also I was watching videos of people saying, yeah, each specific titan has like a spe- like a, a specific like UFC fighter attached to it, and so I was like, let me see if it's actually true. So then I got invested into like. Yeah, I could see Brock Lesnar being this tight, and I could see this, and also, and no, like, <laughs> and also seeing like each specific like um like Titan and their fighting stance, like, oh, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. And then when season two came out, like, oh, this is this there's politics into this. Okay, cool. Let me watch more into it. I was like, and then more I got into it, the more like, bro, the fuck am I watching? This is, <laughs> like, this is great. And then of course. They took forever for season four, so I was like, oh, this is great. And then I'm like, yay! I'm like, man, this certain person needs to get shot. And I'm like, yo, come on, they should have just shot that little kid right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, no, I hate Gabby when we that. Gosh. We all felt that. We <laughs> all felt that shit. I was like, fuck this bitch. <laughs> I, I hate Gabby with passion, so every single time I see Gabby, it's like, yo, they should have just shot her and just thrown her off the, <laughs> just off the, off the blimp. I'm sorry. Yeah, but that's how I got into it. It's just mostly more of friends and videos of saying, hey, there's UFC fighters who were inspired, like, inspired the Titans. I think it was just one of those situations where a new anime came out and it was a hit instantly and there was a lot of hype around it. And I remember just yeah hearing people speak about it, like this new anime, and it's like really fucked up. And I personally love fucked up anime, so I was like, perfect, this is for me. <laughs> and then I got into it. <laughs> I do. I just love, love like carnage and like murder and killing it. I just love it. <laughs> so, so what is your favorite fucked up anime of all time? Oh. <sighs> I like Death Note. Uh, Perfect Blue was pretty messed up. I like the first season only. I'm going to say this. A Promise Neverland. Yeah. I read the manga, but they messed up the anime. And I'll just leave that that. But yeah, that, that's messed up because I had to do with kids and stuff. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Promise Neverland is fucking wild. We got to cover that <laughs> at one point. Kendall, like, that shit is great. Yeah, I never heard yeah, of Yeah, just prepare yourself, man. Just prepare yourself. Because Promise Neverland... I mean, I had to be today, so. <laughs> but um, can, can it get worse? oh, <laughs> the rumbling—that's it... when it gets worse. But <laughs> but uh, be- 
But before oh, we God. get into it, I do have a question because, you know, we always ask us people to write guests and we've already asked Edgar this many times. But for you, Lizzie, um, what was your first introduction when it came to horror? Like, what made you go like, this is it. I love this genre. I want to stick with it forever. My introduction. So it's interesting. Um, I grew up in a religious household. Uh, we were Jehovah's Witnesses. And so horror wasn't allowed in my house. Like every time there was a movie that came up, like my mother and grandmother had this belief, like if you watch that, it basically invites energy, like negative energy into the house. So I wasn't allowed to. Um, and yeah, I just really wasn't into it until actually anime. Yeah. And anime was kind of my introduction into horror. And then I was like, man, like, I kind of like this. I like a messed up things and like how uh there's like this psychological effects like yeah so i i'm i like it now as an adult i'm still very new to it all right dope that's kind of cool that that anime was like the thing that kind of helped you get through because because i feel like an, animation violence looks far mm-hmm. crazier than like shit you see in uh real live action yeah <laughs> so i guess if you can yeah, tolerate totally, that you can tolerate yeah. almost anything elfin lied Oh my god, don't tell me about that. <laughs> the yeah. moment you said it, the, the, the one scene popped in my head, I'm like, oh no. Oh yeah. no, why? Why? Talk about Carnage <laughs> and an anime introduced. Yeah, Elfin Light, man. That's that's the. Uh, and for those wondering, no, we will not cover Elfin Light. I would not rewatch that shit for the podcast. That is one anime I would never watch again. No. I don't even know what that is, so I won't even recommend it. Uh, you should watch it, though. I just I think I've heard the yeah, title one time well, you, you too, Lizzie. Just watch it. Hold on. You would never rewatch it, but yeah, you recommend I, I, it. I, yeah, watch I recommend it? it to you both. Watch it. You know, <laughs> Let me know what you think of it. Let me know how you feel. You know, If you need a little therapy, I'm here for that. You know, I'm good. Dear Lord. Well, Jack, you did it. So how did you find out about Tag on Titan? Um, it was when it first came out. When it was in the hype of all. like, Because at the time, it was a top three. Top three at the time was Naruto... Well, top four, it was Naruto, Bleach, One Piece, and Attack on Titan. I think I think Naruto was, like, in Shippuden at the time. And people kept talking about, like, mm-hmm. oh, Attack on Titan, Attack on Titan, like, the manga's this, manga's that, can't believe it's getting animated, blah, blah. And so I was like, all right, fuck it, let me finally watch the series. People keep talking about it, whatever. And again, I had the four, the four um, episode rule in my head. I'm like, okay, let me watch the first four episodes, see if I like it. Again, I left it alone because I didn't really enjoy it at first. And then I rewatched it again. And ever since then, I was just like, what? And then when the third season happened, I did fall off it again. Because I think I was watching multiple things. So I was mm-hmm. just like, all right, I can't catch up with this. And then that was a time when it took, what was it? What was it? Like, it was like a year or two years or four years before they continued the season. I because I know with, with <clears throat> season one, it took them a while for season two to come out. Like there was a huge, I think, like, like, like almost like a three or four year gap for season for season two, and then for season three, it wasn't that it like for between season two and three, it was like a short gap, but then once it hit season like um season four, because I remember this because I had a notification like I put this on Facebook when it first came out, season four of Attack on Titan was announced on twenty nineteen. Yeah. Because it was, Damn. yeah, because they kept taking breaks. And I remember I kind of stopped watching the Dirty I mean, the Dirty Season was fucking crazy. All I say is oh, that. Dirty. And then, and then I kind of stopped. 
And then it wasn't until recently, and when I say recently, I mean recently, recently, like the beginning of this year, where someone was just like, oh, you got to catch up. You got to see what's happening because now they're following. Like, it's not that they weren't following the manga. It's just that they were taking certain things out of it because the Attack on Titan manga is very informative heavy. Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of what derailed me from continuing the anime. And I was like, all right, I might as well just, just read it instead, but I didn't. Um, but then when the second half, the third season and the fourth season started up, people were like, oh no, it's following it. It's very accurate to what's happening, what happened in the manga. So I was like, all right, bet, let me watch it. I got up to the fourth season. I finished it. And I'm just like, holy shit. That was a whole roller coaster ride. Like that was a roller coaster ride. And also I feel like think the reason why it took so long, because I think between season, see, I think season three I think either season two or three, they switched to a different um animation yes. studio. Oh yeah, because I know season right. four. Because I know that season four, like Mappa took over everything, Mappa. and right now Mappa is under is under under controversy right now. That I feel like all oh, every single project of Mappa should be distributed to different studios until all their animators are paid a livable wage and rested and rested. Oh, they having those issues. It's not even just they're rested. not getting. Yeah, it's not the fact that they're just not getting paid enough. It's it's that, and also because um, okay. So before we get to the whole nitty gritty of Attack on Titan, like this is actually really important that we do have to talk about <laughs> because Kendall and I, I mean Kendall, I, Edgar, yeah, and Lucy, we're all creatives here, so we know how the art world and all that world works. The animators and Mappa are being mistreated because when Chainsaw Man had finished, they were working on Chainsaw Man. After that, they didn't give. They were not given a time to rest when they started doing Jujutsu Kaisen. When Jujutsu Kaisen was, was like, no, Attack on Titan. They went straight to right. It was Chainsaw Man. No, that Attack no it was it, it was Chain. No, no, you actually missing. It was Chainsaw Man, Vinland Saga season two. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Then it was Jujutsu Kaisen and Attack on Titan. And then With right no now, rest. And then also right now, they're supposed to be working on one, uh, the new season of One Punch Man. Yeah. And mind you, these people have not rested. They have not given breaks. They have barely seen their family. So it's not just the fact that they're not getting to pay the amount they're, they're deserving, but they're also literally exhausted to the point that they are about to walk out. And rightfully so. And a lot of people, especially fans of anime, yeah, are just crazy. like, listen, if that means that we're not going to get the finished product of Jujutsu Kaisen, so be it. There's the fucking manga. Read the manga. You know, like I, yeah. I'm fine with that. Like they yeah. deserve the rest. Like we don't need like like again, no breaks given, none whatsoever. Just okay, you fit with that project, cool. Go here, go here, go here, go here. And then you know they also had the movie, just Kaisen movie as well. And then they jumped right into you know other series. And yeah, like they have not been given the rest they needed. Granted, yes, the animation is beautiful. Mappa are flawless animators. They're gorgeous. Yeah. Like, oh my god, it's just amazing. You you could tell the difference between like the previous season of Attack on Titan and the new one because Mappa is just a uh, chef's kiss. But again, they deserve their right, their human right to rest for money, to be with their families and just get a fucking break. Absolutely. Where it's just like we don't need in the movie. We don't need any more stuff. Let them get their fucking break. Yeah, well said. Um, because. That just seems too common, and of course, uh, creative industry is more than anything else. This is a conversation I have with one of my best friends all the time. Um, he's he's an artist too. He's an illustrator, and he's always just like, "Man, it's ridiculous how like the creatives are the one that make everything, but then the business execs are the one who get all the money." And I'm just like, 
Yo, man, that's like the story of time. Like, creative creativity has just never been valued. I think in part because it's it's so magical mm-hmm. in a sense that like people are just like, "Fuck it, you could be a wizard. I'm gonna just take the cash." Uh, yeah. <laughs> so business execs generally seem to find a way to kind of make that work. So, yeah, that sounds really bad that this happened with animators. I, I remember, uh, you know, the YouTube channel on what is it, RDC mm-hmm. World, with the like group of dudes. And they, they talk about a lot of anime, and they always they, I remember they had a skit talking about that with, with animators as well, and I was just like, it's always creative fields, man. Like, you see that in the video game mm-hmm. industry, uh, you see it in animation, you see it in uh, the studios that do a lot of the CGI for movies. Like, I think they said the studio who who might have worked on Endgame, or I forgot what movie, went out of, went out of business. Like, I think, like, a few... Ant-Man. Which one? Yeah, Ant-Man, and actually a few other studios, too. It's like, they will work on these, like, giant, like, Marvel movies, and then they're literally out of business like a few months if not weeks after finishing the movie because part of it is they have to bid to get the work and then they end up you know of course just business wise disney and a lot of these other studios they go to the to the one who bids the lowest right and one who offers the tightest deadline so you know if one studio is like hey we'll do it for whatever i don't know 30 million we'll get it to you in six months and someone else will do it for 15 million to get it to you in three months like they go with the one that's cheaper which makes sense cost effective wise but isn't um, good when you realize that the uh, people who end up working on it don't get the time to actually do anything other than mm-hmm. work on that and don't even really truly reap the benefits of it. And the studio still go out of business. So it's a it's a very slippery slope altogether. But it always with creative fields. That's just always yeah, like um, creativity. Not, but. Yeah, like not too long ago, like uh, I know with the video game industry, it's like, um, like Rockstar was on a fire because of it. Because I think it was like for Red Dead Redemption too. Like there was like saying, mm-hmm. oh, like that's when you say, oh, it's crunch time, crunch time, crunch time, to the point that some of the yeah. like developers, they slept in their desk, just to make sure they release a product on time, and then also Mortal Kombat 11, I think it was a 10 or 11, it was under controversy because it was, because it was in the crunch time, and also it was like, they just announced like 10 was just like released like not too long ago, and then within a year later said, yeah, we, Mortal Kombat 11. Don't have enough time for it, and it was like, it was rushed, but it was still came out great. But yet, it was you kind of felt like it was like a bunch of crunch time and everything just for the product to come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's it's very unfortunate, and it 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 also sucks that that's part of their. I mean, I know we have that here too with the states, where it's just like oh, like hustle culture, you know, like burning out, like people wear yep. it as a badge. But over there in in Asia and Japan, like that's their lifestyle. That's literally their culture, and it's just—it's so crazy. It's insane. Like, I don't know. all I gotta say is, is that yes, we we love the animation. Mappa is one of the greatest animated studios right now, currently, because they're just unstoppable and amazing. However, give your animators the respect they need, because we would not have these anime series if it wasn't for the animators. Yes. So it's not just like, oh, we're not here for, oh, is, was it for Mappa? No. If it wasn't for the animators we would not have these amazing series with the amazing visuals. So that's, that's all I would say about that. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So on a lighter note, <laughs> attack on Titan. But yeah, no, I hope they get everything, but uh, yeah, no, just talk. I just, I guess before I let you guys kind of just run, I just wanted to say like the thing about this anime, that's always kind of lived with me. was like how I was introduced to it because uh, all of you watch, far more animated than i do like i am a slow watcher of everything like i because i'm the type of person where i'm like i'm gonna watch it when i watch it 
And when I watch a show, I'll watch that show. Like, I'm not going to watch 30 other ones. I'll just watch, like, one or two and be like, let me, like, enjoy these. Uh, so when my, my, one of my best friends told me about Attack on Titan years ago. I think at this point it's been almost maybe eight years, if not longer, maybe possibly ten. He was like, yo, he was always into anime. So he's, and I was always into it too, but he always watched and kept up with it far better than I did. He was like, yo, man, I heard about this new anime called Attack on Titan. and shit is, like, crazy. Like, I'm not truly sure what it's about, but I just heard it's insane. So I was like, all right, cool. Uh, so I pulled it up on Crunchyroll at the time. And I was like, they had like the first. Oh, no, I think Netflix actually had it. Netflix had the whole first season. And I was like, oh, dope. Like, I could check it out. So we watched the first episode together. He didn't see it. I didn't see it. We didn't know nothing. We just kind of went into it hearing it's crazy. And we like, oh, this is a nice setup. Like, people live within the wall. These just giant, goofy-looking monsters. That's fucking weird. But okay, let's, let's see where we go from here. And then about, I think, what, 15 minutes into the first episode, <laughs> when you're just talking about how nice it is to live here. This motherfucker breaks through the wall looking like an Ojama from Yu-Gi-Oh! And, like, eats his mom. And I'm like, what the fuck is this show? And me and my friend, I had to pause it. We looked at each other like, what? Yo, what did you recommend? He was like, I didn't know it was all this. <laughs> now we sitting here both shocked by, like, the, the people we were just introduced to 10 minutes ago being slaughtered. And then somehow I was actually kind of hooked from that point because I was just so shocked by, like, what the fuck is happening? I need to know, like, what is the reason behind this? And I ended up, like, binging the entire first season in, like, a, a day or two. It was, yeah, it was a trip. It, the show was insane, and it only gets crazy as it goes on. So Yeah. It really does. Yeah. Like, I mean, again, like, the thing about Second Titan, and again, like, when I kind of, like, derailed with it, I was just like, okay, this is a war anime. This is about chaos, revenge. They gotta do bloop. Nah. When that third season hits, it changes the whole story. As you, as the viewer, where you're just like, wait, 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 like what? And then it gets more into the history of it, why it happens. And then when you get to the fourth season, you learn more the history of like why these titans exist, the bloodline, the royal bloodline, why is Eren so important? Like, why is this happening? Why is that happening? Um, and then, you know, I, I keep mentioning the rumbling, but the rumbling is it, it's what leads to the rumbling. All of this is what leads to the rumbling and then the whole like discussion where it's just like, okay, who was right and who was wrong about how to handle the outcome of all of this? And it's just, yeah, it's just like, it's like, it's up there in terms of like Death Note and Fumoto Alchemist. And when I mentioned those two, it's because they're very informative, heavy animes where it makes you think. It's not just a series, just a binge watch, just a binge watch like Naruto. It's just action. No, this series makes you think because it's about morals. It's about ethics. It's about, you know, racism. It's, it's about all these other topics that, again, horror is the only outlet you're able to have these conversations where it's not like weird or difficult to have. Like, no, Attack on Titan is like one of those series. And then it's even more prominent now, today, with what's happening currently. And it's just so fucking wild. Yeah, so, uh, Lizzie, what are your thoughts on the series? So, as a whole? Uh, I've been um, like emotionally invested in this. Um, uh, yeah, like, no, I mean, because it, it definitely, <laughs> okay. what I like about it is, right, you start out, I think, the first season mainly, and you think it's about, you know, these monsters that have been, um, you know, attacking the human population, right, where they're on the brink of extinction. 
And then you get deeper into it. I would say like more three, definitely in four. There's just, it's a lot of layers, right? Of um, There's politics involved. And as Jackie mentioned, you know, racism and even classism. So even with how the walls are constructed, like I think from the jump, I kind of saw that. So it's the three main walls, right? And it's wall uh, Maria, which is the outer wall rose, mm-hmm. and then wall... Uh, Sina, Sheena, I never know which one, uh, how to pronounce it. But um, so uh, from there, you know, each each wall has its own populace, right? So the poor population, of course, lives on the outer walls, which makes it the least desirable to live in, right? Because if you get attacked, oh, wait, they did get attacked. <laughs> you know, when yeah. uh, they get attacked, that population, <laughs> yeah. population is fucked. <laughs> Right. And then you have the wealthier population that's in the inner walls. And I think like metaphorically, that speaks to me as, um, you know, they're basically the poor populations being sacrificed for the wealthy population. So I think earlier on, um, we kind of see that and, you know, yeah. some pretty fucked up shit, you know, that intertwines uh, with uh I don't know if I should get into it now, but like the blatant uh, Holocaust parallels that we see, yeah. it parallels a lot of like World War II Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, there's just a lot of violent historical points uh, within it. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like it's just like um, it's so many uh, layers to it. So, you know, you walk in and it's not just this one thing, but over time you see uh, it's, it's just a lot of it's fucked up. It messes with you. I know it messed with me. I know, like, there were times where I was on the floor rolling with a few fight scenes, and, yeah. Um, um, it's like, I actually do agree, because, like, the one thing I loved about the Attack on Titan was there were some parts that was mostly more, like, action-heavy, and then even stuff that wasn't action-heavy, they focused more on the politics side, The and you actually see, like, the warrior side, like, you see, like, the soldier side. Like, there was, like, so many perspectives into the series. Like, you see the perspective of, of like, the like the scouts, mm-hmm. training regiments, and also, yet again, Erwin's famous speech. My oh God. My God. Yes. <laughs> oh, rest in peace, Erwin. Man, I sent Jackie so many memes of that speech. Real, <laughs> Not even knowing what scene it was from. The real MVP, but, yo. Rest yes, in rest in the best peace. captain we ever I, fucking had. I, um, unpopular opinion. He should have had the Colossal Titan. They should have put, they should have gave him the, they should have gave him the Colossal Titan because I feel like if Aaron was out of place, he would have been like, yo, let me just. Let me just, you know, just, you know, snap his neck. Everything will be good. Everything will be hand- will handled. But yeah, but yeah, yeah, I understand the armor was supposed to be his emotional anchor. And I feel like if everyone's stepping on the line, he would just look at him and say, oh, I'm out of line, am I? But if everyone was, was the one that had the Colossal Titan, that show, that series would have ended. <laughs> yes. Quickly. <laughs> oh, yeah, nah, he he wouldn't have been. He would. He wouldn't have been because uh, I just watched that recently, so I was kind of. That's the reason why I was kind of fresh on the mind. Yeah, he would have been a problem, but I think I don't know because, like I said, I didn't finish it yet. Even though I know you're gonna talk about it. Uh, I felt like part of it 
was with the speech the speech that uh Captain Levi gave. I can I call him Levy cuz I'm like I think of the jeans, Levi jeans. <laughs> 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 but uh Captain Levy, you're like when well, he was just like, well, you know, uh he he kind of needs a rest now. He's been kind of going at it for a while and I was like, yeah, I kind of respect that. This dude has been in the trenches for a very long time. That's true. But I also kind of like I said, yeah, he's been in the trenches for a while. But then also just like kind of with the way with the point of view that the story is told, the conclusion that I'm drawing in my mind is that I feel like they're trying to get to a point where the kids are in charge of the future mm-hmm. and not the people who have always no, been yeah. there. And that's, that's what, that's why I feel like they were just, that was the beginning of that kind of thought process. Yeah. And and it's, I'm sure you could all elaborate on that more because you actually and watched it. And it's and interesting. <laughs> hmm? Hold on, you can continue. I was going to say that it's interesting you mentioned that because when it comes to Irwin, I think the most fascinating part about his storyline is when we get his backstory. Yeah. Like, he's... There's also a reason why he became a, a uh, cadet and then worked his way up to captain level was because that how he saw how fucked up the world was with the way they treated his father. His, it it kind of goes into, like, mm-hmm. how we're studied in books. You know, history books always opt out the real facts about certain historical traumatic events. And thus, there are people who know the truth about it, and they're always, like, either silent or, like, oh, we can't talk about that. And it was interesting how, like, his dad was a teacher, and his, te- his you know, he was teaching the students the history of, you know, the walls and, and, and India and all this stuff. But he knew the real history, the bloody history about where the Titans came from, why they exist, why is this happening, all this stuff. And then when Erwin still being a child, being innocent, he told his friend who he thought he could trust, like, hey, yeah, my dad told me this, this, and that. And at the time, still happening even now that when you speak the truth about something, you're silenced, a.k.a. you're mm-hmm. killed. Or in Attack on Titan world, you're forced to become a fucking Titan against your will as punishment. And it's, it's crazy how he witnessed that. He noticed this. So whenever Aaron will speak out like, hey, we got to do this. We got to go to the basement, blah, blah, blah. He understood the trauma of that, of like, okay, I see you want to know the truth about things, and I'm with it, because when I found the truth, it was taken from me. So I'm going to help you do it. So that's why I also respect Erwin and why Levi said what he said, because it's true. Erwin has been doing this battle yeah. since he was a fucking child, witnessing that. And then now as an adult, yeah, like it, it was his time to rest. I mean, still, rest in peace, yo. He was the best fucking captain ever, man. Amen. Kept that shit real. Amen. And then also, you got to remember, like, he was, like, he knew it was a suicide mission, but yet he was still able to convince people that was tired, people that was, like, at the yes. point of, I don't want to do this anymore, but was like, hey, let's give this one last hurrah, one last push. Like, we have a, we, we might have a margin of a chance to win, but hell, we'd rather go down swinging than, st- than not do anything at all. Even yeah. when he was still on the horse, half of his body was like was blown up was blown apart by rocks but yet he was still leading the charge mm-hmm. yeah that was just such an epic death like yeah that's like one of my favorite anime deaths so brave i mean i cry i was i was crying but yeah rest in peace erwin <laughs> <laughs> yeah you gotta respect the dude like that who's like really in the trenches with it like my man was like ah this shit is hopeless but if I don't uh, lead the charge, ain't nobody gonna go. They gonna all just stand here and just just kind of cry to their deaths, which is gonna happen anyway. So, and actually, yo, I I really respected that uh conversation you had with the dude, the one who was like, who 
people end up surviving when the dude was like, you know, we about to die, right? Like, we don't got to listen to shit you you saying pretty much. And he was like, you right. You don't. Uh, we all going to die here anyway. So we could just lay here and die or we could at least go out swinging. And he was just like, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> He's like, we could at least give him a chance to get to the beast titan. Or we could just kind of just lay here and roll over. And I was, but he was, I just kind of really respect that. I really respect that, that he even said that because they could have went with some bullshit, man. You know, writing, I mean, I'm not a writer and I've never written a TV show or anything like that. But like writing those kind of conversations are like, have to be difficult because you could just like plot armor it or like bullshit through a conversation like that where you're just like, all right, we're not going to address the elephant in the room, right? He's going to tell everybody to charge and everyone's just going to go, all right, cool. When the reality is like, yo, we just saw these people literally crying and like whimpering and just praying back to the horses because there's no, there's literally no hope. Like this is one of the few animes I've watched where there's like actually no yes. hope. Like, you know, watching Naruto yeah. and shit like that, like if you a ninja, you got some hope. <laughs> <laughs> In this anime, it, these are just regular ass people unless you could transform. What is it called? Naruto talk jutsu? Yeah, just hit him with a Naruto talk jutsu. It's yeah. just like, hey, I understand your trauma. But there's other ways. Like, oh my god, you're right. I'm gonna change my ways now. Tekken Titan is like, we don't do that here. We don't that's do that. Here. Yeah, there's no there's no negotiating Tekken, in this anime. So, like that, that's the one thing I love about it. It's like it's more realistic, more grounded. Yes. And mm-hmm. yet again, I am one of I'm like one of the weird people that actually will that loves politics in in their um in their anime or manga. Like for example, like I said earlier, one of my mm-hmm. favorite series is Gundam. Gundam is politics heavy, except for G Gundam. Oh yes, yes, yes. it is. And so watching something like Attack on Titan who shows like get again the politics on war and also like many different perspectives. Even like in the later seasons when they all were negotiating on how they're going to do how they're gonna execute the mission and everything, you see people were mm-hmm. like on like having their own private dinners, talking about, okay, cool, so this foreign land and this country and this country is is willing to help us out for doing this by exchange. They need her to go there. You need to help them out for here, and they need their resources and everything. Yeah, I, th- I would say aren't all animes kind of well? Everything generally is really political, like because everything has a message. But I mean, especially animes aren't like all animes political. I mean, like we did Full Metal Alchemist on here, obviously heavily, oh, yeah. heavily political. I mean, even though I never finished that anime, and I need to go back and finish it. I'm probably gonna go back to it after Attack on Titan. Um. I was talking to one of my friends about it and I was telling him stuff about the anime that he didn't know just based off the conversation I had with Jackie where it just like just like about different themes in that anime where he's watched that anime a million times. It's one of his favorite animes, but he's just like never he's never considered the like political aspect of the anime. Like he knows the politics of the anime, but just never considered like the creator, the creator's intent with like certain yeah. things and like how that kind of of course was specifically referenced to real life like not even just the events but just like how you know the connections that were drawn to references and he was like oh i never looked at it like that and i was like oh that's kind of it's kind of cool to kind of have that conversation with somebody but it's also like man all of these animes be political as hell like it's usually like child soldiers like in 90 Mm percent of these animes that is always child soldiers it's rarely like i mean we talk about how naruto has talked on jutsu but you know when we when we get into (laughs) but when we get to Putin. It gets super political as shit in Naruto Chipotin. When you talk about like the backstory about like why the why the Ichiha execution happened, why their tail beasts are happening, the birth yeah. of the Akatsuki, like it's very political, very related to actual what happens in real life, child soldiers and war. And it's funny you mentioned child soldiers because um 
I know you're not, you know, up to it, Kendall. But like when we get into the fourth season, <laughs> we get a glimpse of um, what's his face? Uh, is it no? Was it Broto or Reiner? Who's the Colossus Pod Titan again? Reiner. No, not Colossus. Uh, armor, Armor Titan. Reiner is the armor is the armored one. Reiner. Okay, yeah, Reiner. Armored one. When we get to his backstory, and you see that he was literally a fucking child soldier from birth became a whole titan because his mom was just like you're gonna make us proud and then you know he had that whole stress about like yeah i gotta do this i gotta do that but then you see how like being a titan really fucked him up really fucked him up because especially when you see what what happened to marco oh my god Uh, this is why season four is my favorite just because you see like he had ptsd absolutely he did heavy on it he had PTSD. One of my one of my scenes that's burned in my head was him just like going to the room, was already about to like blow his brains out. Yes, he was because of because of thing because of all the stuff that he had to do, and then also bringing up seeing with Child Soldier. That's when we got introduced with Gabby and Fa- and and this is Marco or Falco. 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 Yeah, it was Falco and, how- and Gabby. And how like them they were supposed to be replacement for for the Titans. Yeah, because at a certain time and they they explained this too in the third season, like at the uh, other half of third season, that at a certain time, the Titans you currently see now, like uh like oh your mirror storyline was fucking crazy too. We can't forget your mirror. But um oh, yeah. yep. your mirror, like she knew that eventually she will die, and that someone else will have the, the uh, the cart. No, not the cart. Uh, I forgot what kind of titan she was. Uh, but they will have her ability, and then when Reiner and Brutal was gonna die, someone else will have the colossal and the armor, and then when Annie will pass, or she will have to be sacrificed, someone will have like the female titan, and so on and so on and so on. Because like it's... when you're a titan, it shortens your lifespan. You don't have that. You yeah, have thirteen years. Life. Mm-hmm. The moment you have the Titan in, like the Titan serum in you, you have up to thirteen yeah. years left. Yeah, because it, it it drains so, your life capacity. So I kind of enjoyed it that like the whole series, like from like all four seasons, kind of took thirteen years. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice that. Yeah. I didn't notice that. Oh mm-hmm. shit! <laughs> and like it's like I noticed like. I was like after like watching like the last episode, I was watching. I was reading a lot of articles and forums, and it was like, thirteen years has taken for the series to end. Was also ended thirteen years. Whoever's the Titan user. Bum, <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's crazy. I didn't realize that. Wow, that's wild. But yeah, like um, with Reiner, like Reiner, his storyline was so fucking sad, especially when um. So the whole thing with Marco, that whole shit was crazy. I don't know if you saw that that whole part, uh, Kendall, when Marco died, when um they were like, "What's happening with Marco?" Like, why? Yeah. And then you see it in the fourth season, what actually happened? You know, he overheard Annie, Reiner, and Bartra talking about like, "Oh, we gotta yep. do this, we gotta do that." And Marco was like, "What are you guys talking about?" And when he was about to leave, they fucking took his equipment, and then. Reiner snapped out of what's happening. He was like, "Wait, why? What's why is what's happening to Marco? Why is he dying? What's what's like?" He was so confused of what was happening, where he was just like, 
I am Cadet Reiner, and then sometimes mm-hmm. he would switch up to be like, no, I am, I'm the Armor Titan Reiner. Like, it was PTSD and also, like, um, personality disorder. He wasn't sure who the fuck he was either, because it kept fucking with him. And I, I felt really bad for him. Even the, even the last episode, when he's like, they're about to, <laughs> he thought he was dying, and freaking, yo... Jean, man, I I kind of got annoyed by Jean for a while, but I was like, "Yo, Jean's a real one." He was just like, "You will always be a fucking cadet," and I'm just like, "Oh my god, I'm not crying. You're crying, but <laughs> We're yeah, <all> crying." <laughs> no, and also the one thing, bring it back with um with Rainer. I'm actually quite glad that um during the last part, like his mother finally like acknowledged him as not as a soldier, but as yes. a son. Yes. Yes. Like mm-hmm. even though even though. Like she was like, "Oh, you can become the best soldier. You can become the best thing, the best thing." And then after when everything happens, she finally sees him as as like, "Oh, you're." I see you as not as a hero, but as my son now. Like I'm yeah. sorry that I put you through all of this. I was gonna say, um, right? Uh, it's interesting how the first three seasons we see the Marleyans, right, as these antagonists essentially, who've been the cause of all this hell mm-hmm. and terror. But then when we switch to season four, they're kind of humanized, right? Like, I actually felt bad for all of them. Um, and I actually finished episode last night, finished. <laughs> and there was a part where um, Reiner, like, they're fighting. And Reiner's just like, when will our torment end? And it's just, it, like, he's tired. Yeah. Like, he's just tired from fighting. So I think it's nice to kind of see that switch of the antagonist, which it makes me think, are they really the antagonist? two sides of the same coin right mm-hmm. i mean they're no they're and no that, different and that kind of goes into the fourth season yeah yeah and that's and that's when it goes to the fourth season where now we have an understanding of like okay these titans where they really came from and it goes into the original oh my god the storyline with your mirror the original your mirror not like the you know cadet your mirror but like the original your mirror oh my god that shit was so fucking wild to me that I'm like, what the fuck? That was wild. Oh my god. Like, she was a slave. They cut her tongue out. She survived being attacked by boars and spice. And the king was just like, I like this. You will be my Rapey wife. King. Fucking, like, He's a- made her have three. Yeah. He was a disgusting. King. <laughs> fucking like. Like, what was it? Made her fucking birth three children because, like, she went to... What was it? The tree? The tree she went into when she found that, that organism, that spying shit that attached to her and became a, the first titan ever. And he's like, oh, she's she's royalty. She has this and that. She's a goddess. And then when she died, she, she told the daughters, like, oh, yeah, eat your mother. Like, what? What? <laughs> like, sir? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, no, I, the thing I like about like, the series is yet again, like, like what you said, the first three seasons were just mostly focusing on, hey, look at Evan, look at him find discovering the truth and everything. And the season four is like, and we are not talking about Evan anymore. We are talking about the other side. Now, who is the true villain? Is it, is it them? Is it Evan? In my opinion, I feel like Evan is not the villain. He's a victim. He is a victim that wants He's to justify every. He would just want to do was just justify the like 
justify everything and wants everybody that he care about to have a happy a happy life. But did he went to the extreme? Yes. But at no, the yeah, end of did. it all. Oh, he did. But at the did end he? of all, like there were a time there was a time oh um there was a time of peace. Everybody that had Titan powers doesn't have Titan Titan powers anymore. And everybody were was able to live a long a long life. But yet but yet again, as always comes back to there's always a cycle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as you yeah. see during like the like during the last like yes. the ending. Even though there was a long period of peace, war still continues. And then a kid and a dog stumbles into Aaron's cave. And I think that it's funny because like um I know when the manga ended, a lot of people remember I was talking to Lizzie about this. A lot of people did not like the way the ending was and the manga was like, This is bullshit, blah 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 blah. But when it finally became animated, the same people who were like, I didn't like it, then was just like, Oh, I get it now. I understand it now. And for me personally, like I never read the manga before, so I have been an anime only person when it comes to Attack on Titan. I felt the ending was very like real and also the ending was fucking poetic because in a way it's like even Aaron said it himself he was like I'm gonna give you guys some years of peace but war and being afraid of what's unknown because even Zeke kept saying that Zeke kept saying people are scared of what they don't understand which is why everything was happening with the titans and the birth of it and the walls even Aaron was just like, it's inedible. It's inedible. People are still going to be afraid of what they don't, we're not familiar with, what they don't understand, what they don't like, because it differs from what's familiar with them. Or And then that's why I really appreciate the ending for what it was. And I felt it was like po- like uh, poetic with showing the fact that they had peace. They were having all these like uptick, like these buildings. They were in the industrial area. And then boom, the whole place gets nuked. Because they're like, oh, it's, it's, we gotta nuke it, we gotta nuke it. Um, and it's relatable to real life, to right now, what's happening. You know, what's happening is very horrendous, it is disgusting, it is, it's vile, it's awful. And I felt like the fact that it ended at this time with what's going on in the real world, I felt like it's, it's perfect alignment where it's just like, okay, you want to know what's happening, but here it is in anime form. Same shit. The same fucking shit. And it's just, it's just, it blows my mind, you know? Because in the end, yes, you're right. Like, no matter how much, and this is kind of like, it goes back into the whole, like, who's right and who's wrong with the whole, like, was Zeke method right or was Evan right? I get both sides in a way where it's like, okay, Zeke want to hold the, um, to euthanize all the people, not euthanize, but like to sterilize, sterilize them. them. But that way, okay, they can never have Titan powers, but they can never reproduce ever again. They'll be normal, but it'd be peaceful. No one dies. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I took it as in how I see the world is viewing like racism and also like what's happening in Puerto Rico. It doesn't matter. Even if you do that, what makes you think someone from Marley is not going to still try to do some shit? to Edenians because just because they don't have titans <laughs> they're not gonna forget what happened which yeah. is the birth of gabby for example the reason why and, and, and this is it's funny when people are like oh fuck gabby blah blah, blah. yes i hated gabby too i was so pissed at gabby for for killing Sasha. oh i hated her i was just they like why just the fuck her, do you do that they should have just pushed her off 
<laughs> I mean, yes. However, again, for someone who's seen what's been happening in Puerto Rico and then Hawaii and then right now what's happening right, right now in the East, um, I understand it why it happens because Gabby is a product of trauma. She's a product of like uh, generational trauma where she has been, she's seen what, what Titans have done. She's seen what, what the, uh, the cadets have done, but not fully understanding because she's a little child, but she's being fed mm-hmm. information from someone else. And she's seen it. So now she has this whole thing in her head, which is like, oh, you're evil. You do this, you do that. You don't want peace. I have to take you out because she's carrying that from other people. It's a generational thing. So I understand her in a sense where it's like, okay, I get it. She is a product of that. And we've seen that so many times. And that kind of what leads to classism and racism and all these other things that exist in the world. She is a product of that. So it's like, yes, I was very pissed off. I would never forgive her. However, I understood her as a character. It's just like, you know what? I get it. I understand you. But then again, this goes back into the whole, like, but who's right? Aaron or Zeke? And I was just like, okay, I understand Zeke's, Zeke's thing. But again, you have people like Gabby. What makes you think there's going to be more people like Gabby? Who's going to be like, oh, I remember this happened, so I hate you now. Go away, blah, blah. War was going to happen regardless, whether it was going to be his plan or, or Aaron's. However, I understood Aaron's point Damn. of view, too, where he was like, everything has to fucking go. I'm sorry. I want my people to be free. I want us to be peaceful. But for that to happen, I need to do mass genocide. I need to do mass extinction of the whole world. Which he almost got close. He literally killed 80% of the whole population around the world. And he was almost successful. But I understood where he was coming from about that. Where it's like, okay, the only way to rebuild the world is mass extinction. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm the villain now, so be it. But really, he was a victim of everything as well. So... If I may interject, I think, um, yes, it is a genocide. He almost brought the human race to extinction. But with Zeke's plan, right, even though um, it was sterilizing the Eldians, right, and it would have taken a course of several decades, essentially, to eradicate the powers, that, I think that in itself is also a genocide. It's, it's a, a, like a mercy killing. It's a slow killing. So I think... On both ends, it's the same thing. I just think um, Aaron's method was far more destructive than Zeke's. But let me say this. You also got to remember, towards the end, like during the end of everything, like when everyone was starting everything, there was a civil war, it was about to break through, but those two sides joined together to try to stop it, to stop, try to stop Aaron. So in a way, with him causing everything, he did wrong. He did brought um a truce for the time being just to stop him. And that was his plan in the get-go, which is which is crazy, you know? Like when you find out all the truths of why he did what he did. Like uh when he had that conversation with with um with Armin at the very end, where he was just like, Yeah, I'm gonna do this thing. I'm gonna basically do mass a mass extinction on the world. Because I found the truth about where we come from. Uh, Ymir is upset. She's pissed off. But she doesn't know how to like really express it or be free. Because she's also a victim and still enslaved to the king. Even after death. But I have to do what I have to do. But also 
she also wants to take control of someone that I love, which that also threw me off. I was like, wait, what? I was like, what? What? Where he was just like, yeah, it wasn't supposed to be me. It was supposed to be uh, Mikasa. Mikasa was the one that was supposed to carry her will and do all this fucked up shit, but I couldn't do that. So I had to be the sacrificial lamp for being like, hey, let me do this. Let me do that. Let me basically deter whatever path was supposed to happen. And boom, I basically forced my dad's first wife, who became a titan, to kill my mom. And thus making me become the attack titan, doing time travel, learning all this shit to be like, hey, I'm going to destroy the world, man. And you have to stop me. You have to do it. And this is the only way. And it was kind of like... um. Like in um, Endgame, when Doctor Strange was just like, hey, I did all these, you know, scenarios, I did all these, like, lifelines, but only one made sense that would work, but at the cost of sacrifices. And that's the same thing with Aaron, where he was just like, hey, I thought about it, I planned it out, but, yeah. <laughs> We're not here to talk about MCU's inconsistencies, man. <laughs> okay, so, wait, can I say something with that? But mm. you also gotta remember, during Doctor Strange two, there was a different timeline of where he, def- where Doctor Strange defeated Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> so technically, <laughs> <laughs> okay, but that's what the end. But yeah, but um, it's just really crazy, but you know. And again, you can like a lot. I mean, everybody is a victim <laughs> of basically this whole world. You know, like, again, like, from the birth of the Titans, you know, again, with Ymir, a whole fucking victim, you know? She was a slave. She was just, like, oh, tortured, all this shit, gave birth to three daughters, died because she wanted to, wanted to save her husband, the king, and he was just like, I didn't fucking care about you, but let's eat you. Let's be all become Titans. And that's how the royal blood, like, you know, passed on things and then the whole founding titan was the whole thing too like oh we have to have this power of the founding titan who is it gonna be and it was just so in- like ugh. everything about the series is just so fucking crazy because again it's just like it goes down to the whole like more morality of things and to see it for what it was where it's just like it's it's a vicious cycle of endless violence involving racism classism generational trauma you know, that they can't escape unless something drastic happens. Like, yes, Eren becoming the founding titan, which was so insane. That whole fight was crazy. A lot of deaths happened because of it. Um, but the fact that, yes, he did bring together Marley and Adenia's together for that one second. But even then, there was still shit happening when, you know, the freaking people trying to escape and then the fucking soldiers like, hey, you know, you can't leave. This is your fault, blah, blah. I'm like, are you fucking serious? There's a whole ass fucking founding Titan with like thousands of Colossus Titans coming at us. And now you want to stop me from escaping? We're on your side, too. What the fuck's wrong with you? Like it, it, that little detail, even though in the last one, but that little hint kind of shows yeah. like humanity. Yes, humanity can change for the better. But there's always going to be those sparks of inner hatred, inner things that for something you don't understand. Somebody's like, hey, you're not like me, so I'm not going to like you back. Or like, hey, this doesn't follow my values, so I'm going to unlike you. Or like, hey, you're not following my religion, so I'm going to fucking hate you. It's, it's, it's ridiculous and it's tiring and exhausting. And, and also out of the whole thing with Aaron, 
then gave birth to the Yeagerist. The Can we talk about the Yeagerist, by the way? Because <laughs> what the fuck? It's, it's the thing about it. It's like, you also gotta remember, there's always going to be an extreme. Like, no matter what. Like, people will be like, like, like I'm going to call it the, like, the, in fact, you got it right. Let's call it the Yeagerist. Yeah. That they basically were the extremists mm-hmm. of yes. the series. Yeah. <laughs> like, they were full-blown ready, like, saying, like, oh, we we going to consider Aaron's plan. we can try to fully execute it. Yeah. Anybody that gets in our way, they are going to die in our hands, no matter what. Fucking flock, yo. Flock. So, <laughs> so can the, the guy who basically was talking shit to uh, Aaron was just like, I mean, Erwin, he was like, we're going to die. Yeah, flock. At that moment, finish the series now. I'm just like, man, Flock should have fucking died. I'm sorry. He should have died right there and then. Did not know he was going to end up being a little shit later on. I'm just like, wow. Wow. <laughs> fucking Flock, man. Well, he, he said it even in the moment he survived. He was just like, all these people who are actually heroes around me died and my dumb ass lived. So I'm like, you know, sometimes people speak truth. <laughs> well, I think with the ending, with the ending, what I what the takeaway for me was is the Mm -hmm. titans were never truly the problem to begin with because you know as we see centuries goes on and yeah there's this moment of peace but then it it all goes back to you know these cycles of Mm -hmm. war and conflict and violence and it's just inevitable and as you mentioned jackie like literally at that moment the world is falling apart literally and then you got the Marleyans fighting with the Eldians in the middle of all that. So I think um, it just illustrates uh, it's really not the Titans. Yeah, they do. I think it's just humans. And yeah, humans and then we saw that suck, too. Like, right? I feel like, like I said, for those who've never seen Attack on Titan, like, when you get to the third or fourth season, your whole perspective changes of the whole series. And you see it for what it, what it, what it really was. Like, it wasn't until like we saw the backstory of Aaron's dad what he went through when he was his whole sister got murdered by people who are just like oh you don't belong here you're an outsider blah blah and they fucking killed his, his sister and then lied about it and then they blamed him for like wow just like your sister out why is this why is that and then it became a whole thing of just like hey we gotta take down the government they're doing this or doing that we gotta take them out and then when the marley found out what, what they were doing their whole answer was just like all right you want to take us out bet your punishment is to live your life as a fucking titan good luck with that and it's just like really that is your answer to that so all these titans were once humans that were turned against their will as punishment because they weren't following the rules they were doing their own thing to try to have freedom try to have individuality because they were forced to hide among these walls because it's like oh you're this because of the royal blood because of this and that you're the children of your mirror get out of here you're not wanted you're a monster you're this and that and yeah it is humans humans essentially are the reasons why titans exist humans are the reason why there's generational trauma like again the birth of gabby you know there's is humans why you know reiner is a fucking child soldier with ptsd and personality disorder now you know humans are the reason why also annie was also had her little traumas too like everyone has their traumas and it is because of humans and perfect example uh, Mm-hmm. Um, leave. Um, Captain Levi. His, oh yeah, very like, sad. His whole backstory, and then and then with him finding Kenny. Mm-hmm. Like him Kenny! finding Kenny was like, oh my, oh my God! It's like this is 
I consider that as like one like one of the best fight scenes, but yet again, it's like also one of those like, oh, this is sad as well. Yep. And 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 Kenny was Yeah. And Kenny was like his 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 brother, right? Or his, his uncle. Uncle. Who Kenny was. His uncle. His uncle, yeah. Yeah, because like he didn't know he he was like, Oh, how you know my mom? And he was just like, She was my sister. And then he put two and two together. And it's just like, dude. And then when they were like, Oh, you're an anchorman. Of course you're gonna survive. Of course you can be strong. And then it makes you think about Mikasa too, because she's also an anchorman. And it's just like, damn, man, the anchorman's, yo, they they've been through so much shit. <laughs> they've been through too much shit, man. Even Mikasa's yeah, backstory is fucking sad as well. That was fucking no. Are like the top tier soldiers. Like they're like if everything else goes wrong, be like, yo, guys, step aside. We got this. Like, like, Le- like Levi versus Basically, the Beast. Yeah. Really great. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Every single time, was like, like, if there's like, oh, my God, we're pinned down. And Masaka's like, yo, I got this. And you see her, like, being, like, the strategist going like zipping through killing all the titans left and right just to make sure everybody is saved oh, oh no perfect example like season like season one like annie was hands down one of the most smartest fighters out there even when she also when she also got cornered and everything she knew how to escape out of it and everything and then later on to see her at the end and then the one thing i loved about her character development as well you first see her as like a really strong fighter, and then when you see her again up to like I forgot like season three, season four, she was just like, do you see the tiredness in her eyes? Like she's like so defeated, saying like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, I got I got to give him credit. Like watching it now, watching it, I, I got to give the, these writers, animators, I gotta give them some credit for how they do mm-hmm. the women characters, because man, after watching Naruto, and being kind of annoyed with the way they misuse 90% of their cast, it's kind, of, <laughs> it's kind of cool to see a show where, like, nobody feels useless. Like, uh, yeah, it's just kind of, yeah, it's just kind of cool. It's kind of refreshing to see that animation um, where, like, every character feels, like, you know, useful in their mm-hmm. own way, and especially, like, the women characters, because, man, I, I, I ain't gonna lie, I get annoyed by some of the tropes of some an- a lot of anime not a lot but like quite a few animes with the way they do women like i get it man like dudes want to have sex with women that's a thing i understand that but like the way they just do some of the things in these animes be like tripping me up i'm like who wrote this shit so <laughs> so yeah she was dope yeah she's yeah we're just yeah, just super kudos, man, for the way they write, like, the characters, like, all these characters are fucking dope. It reminds me a lot of, um, this show I kept telling Jackie about that I love. It's, like, probably one of my favorite shows ever called The Expanse. It's, like, a science fiction show. I don't know if any of you have seen it. I know Jackie haven't. I don't know if Lizzie or Edgar has. Yeah, the show is based on the book series. Yeah, they did, like, a, um, kind of, the game came out. They did, like, a narrative game where you, like, play as one of the, um, characters from one of the factions yeah they did kind of like a telltale type joint uh which was like really dope um, i actually have it it's pretty amazing i'm up to like episode four i'm like trying to like not rush through it because it's so good <laughs> but like uh one thing that attack and titan like heavily has in common with that show when I'm, I'm like generally recommending it to people is that like they make characters who may not even stick around for long 
feel important and like get, let you get enough of a point of view for that character so you understand why the moment may feel heavy for them because you know it's easy to probably write something where it's like okay we introduce this character they're here to move the plot forward they die whatever especially in this series where like almost everyone fucking dies uh it's kind of crazy to do that but like this show does a this anime does a really good job of like making characters who are really minor side characters have like really important moments that actually like mean something or like feel like something and i think that's really interesting especially with the way the storytelling is where it's traveling through the years and like you know these characters are growing up they don't even feel like time is passing but time is passing uh and it's like really cool how they do that and like one i guess like one example i really really liked was like the one where uh i forgot the character's name but right before you discover that Aaron has the power to like control titans and the titan who was like I mean, sorry, not the Titan, the soldier, whose name I cannot remember at the moment. He was, like, cool with, with, with Aaron's family and his mom and all that. And he just, like, when he saw this one Titan, which was a Titan that killed Aaron's mom, he wanted to be the one to kill it because he just felt so bad that he wasn't there the night that it all happened. Yeah, I forgot his yeah. name. Yeah. Dope character. Dope character. He's been in the background for, like, most of the show, but then he gets, like, this really amazing character moment where, like, the other characters are almost kind of wondering why he's so motivated to do what he's doing. And he's just like, y'all don't get it. Like, y'all older now, but like, I was an adult when when the shit that happened to y'all that led y'all to this hey, moment happened. I, I was an adult and I wasn't there to help y'all, but I'm here now, so fuck this. And like, he was like ready to go down with the ship. And this is like a super minor character that didn't have like huge moments throughout the seasons, but then he just gets this moment of like a great speech that explains why he does everything he does, and you feel it instantly because you're like the main character is completely driven by the fact that his mom has died. But he's not. But it's cool to see that like that effect didn't just affect the main character. It affected other characters who also like cared for his family and like remember them. I was like, that's really dope. Like that's that's like solid writing. And that's yeah, that's one of the things about this show that I like really love. That reminds me so much of the Expanse, which makes it like really really easy to like connect with. When like a character doesn't need to be the biggest for you to go, damn. Like I feel for them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's true. Like, even the first episode of the third season, we meet that soldier that they're like, oh, he's at par with Levi. He's one of the greatest, greatest soldiers. And the first episode, he fucking <laughs> dies. <laughs> he panics, he freaks out, and he just dies. Once he meet, once he sees the Beast Titan, like, oh my yeah. god. I feel like there should be a thing on social media where it's like, where were you when you first saw the Beast Titan? Because I remember when the first time he got introduced, and he was talking. I was like, wait, wait, wait. He could talk? They can talk? What? He's, what the fuck? What's happening right now? And oh my god, like, we didn't even know that guy. We saw him <laughs> once. No, I think we saw he was him nice, though. once he just got in caught the off guard. season and then twice for this one. And all they said was, was like, good. oh he yeah, was actually really good. he's on par with Levi. He's one of the greatest, greatest soldiers, blah, blah, blah. So you're like, okay, he can handle it. Nah, dude died, man. He got eaten in half. And I was just like, yo, this is... And I felt bad. Yeah. And I was just like, god damn it. Even when, um... Even and uh... What was it? When they went to the tower at nighttime. And this is when you first see that your mirror is also a titan. And you meet those soldiers who are like, hey, we're here to save you, blah, blah. You're like, oh, badass, badass soldiers. Nah, man. They, they, they get destroyed. They died. That one girl was just like, Daddy, no. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Like, she dies? Like, it's 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 like you said, Kendall. Like, you they bring these characters that you don't have a connection with, 
but you end up having a connection because of the way they're written, the way they're just like added to the story. You're just like, yeah, I have hope for these people. No. And I mean, I feel that way when it comes to certain characters, like, like with Marco, I was devastated with the way Marco died. I was like, this is bullshit, man. Like fucking Marco. And I know Marco's death really fucked up Jean as well. Yeah. And then when Marco died, that kind of made Jean step up his title where he's like, okay, I got to step up now. I gotta stop. I gotta stop being this little bitch. Like Marco died, I feel responsible about it. I feel all the stuff. I have no choice but to be this this person. Important same thing with Connie. Like I fucking was so annoyed with Connie. I couldn't stand Connie <laughs> for so long. I was like, man, fuck you, Connie. But then you know, the end of third season and fourth season, I was just like, you know what? I respect Connie. I understand him now. I'm like, okay, I respect him. I'm not so upset with Connie anymore. Even though when the whole thing happened with Gabby and, and Sasha, I was just like, I think Attack on Titan. Oh. It should have been Connie, but whatever. I was going to yeah, say, um, I just learned you can't get attached to any characters in this anime. Like, I, I've gotten attached, and one of the deaths, other than Erwin, that like messed me up, that we didn't mention his person yet, Hanji. We got to highlight Hanji. She was, ugh, God, yeah. You know, but, um, I do like, uh, also, I was going to mention, oh, no. Do you hear me now? I just want that to, yeah, we got to highlight Hanji. And then um, in terms of characters, uh, I felt you on that, Jackie. I fucking hated Jean and Connie. I thought they were, like, little bitches. Uh, but then, like, you know, there's, like, <laughs> but there's really good character development there, right? And essentially, like, if you think about it, when they're starting out, they're teenagers, right? They're teens. They're kids. To me, that's a kid. <laughs> yeah, so then you kind of see them, you know, I'm, I'm guessing by the end of the series, they're probably in their late teens, maybe early 20s. So we kind of see yeah, this they are. maturity, they still this, are uh, development and character, are. which is really great. Yep. And you, you said it perfectly well. Like, they're so young. They're so young. And they actually highlighted that, like, in the third season, I think in the middle, right before they go to the the war from the war Maria, like the original first wall that broke in the first season when they're sitting there. And I think I forgot one of the cadets said one of the scouts said something. And then them dude or the whole group of like that. We know that are like the main cast. Basically, they all kind of look at him like, you think this shit is sweet out here? Like they essentially said that. So he's like, you think shit is like normal outside the walls? Like we've seen some shit. They just like, you could your scouts just like us because like, nah, they not. I forgot. I think it was someone else on the side who was like, they're not scouts just like us. They've seen far more combat than we ever have. And the fact that they're even still here is impressive. It's like, we're b basically rookies compared to them. <laughs> yeah. It was also season three, though, where they, where they said that, too. Because it was, it, was it was two other scouts. Yes. It was the, the same scout who survived with uh, Captain Irwin, who we just said was a, who became a dick. I forgot the guy's name. Uh, Flock or something. Uh, yeah. When he's he, it was him and some other kid who was in the background when they were like, I think it was a night before they went out, they went to the wall, and he was saying that they were having a conversation about, it and he was just like, "This shit is going to be cool, like this is great," and then and then someone was like, I think talking about the group because you know they survive everything, and he was just like, "Nah, like we're all like rookies compared to them. They've seen far more combat than them. Like look at them, like look at the way they are. Like their aura is just different than us because of the shit that they've seen." And he was like, "Oh," and that's when you kind of realize immediately he was a bitch. And then when, th when things went forward, he realized, oh, he's like really, really a bitch. Like when the time came and he, you know, somehow ended up being the one to survive. But uh, yeah, not it. So you're right. Like it's it's almost like a imagine if you were stuck with your like your 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 the, 
the class that you graduated with in high school, <laughs> you were like just stuck with them forever. Yeah, I grew up and kept seeing each other. Like that's kind of what this anime is in some ways. Because this this whole scout graduating class, which I feel like ninety percent of them died the moment they graduated. The ones that do live, you kind of they get to see the changes in each other, which feels a lot like real life when you're just around somebody for a long period of time. So I, I really like that about this anime. Even though time doesn't seem to pass heavily fast, it does pass, and you kind of <laughs> see the difference in everyone. <laughs> oh yeah, it was uh, the royal guards. No. The royal guards are always inside protecting the royalty. They never seen combat. So when that whole shit happened with Annie, they were like, "What the fuck?" Like they were so upset. They're like. You brought that to our walls. Like, shut the fuck up, okay? Okay, you were living a peaceful life. You don't... <clears throat> like, I was just like, you don't know shit. It wasn't even just season one. It was also, like, season two or three. Yeah, when they when they were trapping... <clears throat> flock. Yeah, flock, asshole, man. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. It's definitely true. That whole conversation was funny, yeah. Because it was a royal guard. And then it was the other cadets from um the other wall. And, yeah... They were just like, oh, you know, what do you guys know, blah, blah. I'm just like, shut the fuck up, man. Like, I've seen shit. My mom got eaten. Okay, my mom got eaten. I saw this child got eaten. Like, leave me alone, okay? Leave me alone. But yeah, like, um, <clears throat> to go back to what Lizzie said. Oh, my God. <sighs> and it's funny because Kendall was just telling me. He was like, oh, man, I love Hanji. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. That's just going to hurt you. Uh, it's like, it's going to hurt so bad. It's going to hurt. Rest in peace. It's gonna hurt, man. Cause like when I when I saw that, the way it was animated <laughs> was so beautiful. Not even just animated, but the way she said her goodbye and Levi knew what was going. And Levi knew he was like, "Oh, I know what you're doing." <laughs> and then he gave her the salute, and he was just I need like, to "Process this." Heart, what was it? The heart strength thing? I forgot what it was. And I was just like, "Oh my god." This is it. This is her saying goodbye. And she was doing what she loves the most. Being around Titans, man. Like, I'm just like, damn. Hanji really went out, yo. Hanji, she, she was the real MVP for that shit. After the stupid shit that Flock pulled, Hanji was like, bet, I got this. You go, I can handle the shit. Bye. And she saved them time. I was like, no, like and, damn. And also, the, and the one thing I loved about that, that whole scene was... The moment when like when she passed, she saw everybody that that like that passed away before her welcome welcome yes! her like welcome I cried like welcome her like into like with open arms and everything. And I'm like, oh my god. And then almost the same scene happens with thing with Levi towards the end. Dude, I thought I thought he fucking died. <laughs> I and I'm like, died. oh no. Me too. I was oh, like, no, Levi. like, oh he's dead. But, but then he was just like respect. I mean again, Levi also, child soldier. Child, like he went through shit. The ending, he finally fulfilled the promise he made to Erwin. He was so dead set. He was like, "I'm gonna. I made this promise. I'm gonna keep it." And he kept it. He kept his shit. 
And yet, because Hanji kept saying, like, I didn't even mention it in, like, the third season as well, where she and Erwin was just like, oh, do you think the soldiers look down on us? Are they always watching us? You know, and Levi was always like, I don't believe in that, blah, blah, blah. But then, yeah, you saw that it was true. Because, like, when that whole thing happened in Hanji, man, man, fucking MVP, you rest in peace. She saw everybody, and, yo, seeing Erwin after all that time, and he was just like, you did good. I fucking lost my shit. I cried. I was just like, you know what? I'm glad we're taking a break until the last episode because I need, I need, I need to, I need to, I need to, I need to cry. I need to cry. I need to eat. I need to sleep. I'm not okay, man. I'm not fucking okay. <laughs> like, oh my god. Ah, <sighs> man. We need to give our therapy bill to um Hajime. He needs to pay for our therapy pill. Yeah, our therapy bill. But I will say. I think the deaths, other than Sasha's, I think they've been pretty, like, heroic. Like, I, I could take a death that's, like, meaningful. You know, so I felt like Erwin had a good death. Hanji, I did not like Sasha's. I felt like that was the dumbest death, in my opinion. It's Jimmy Connie! <laughs> yes! That's what I'm saying. They shouldn't just, they shouldn't just push, I'm telling you. They shouldn't just push Gabby out the blimp. Child murder, man. Child murder. <laughs> but what was, what was why? But wait, what? Hey, <laughs> but wait, okay. Hey, 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 hey. Can I just say this? The most... What? Hey. No, no. Say what you gotta say. Say what you gotta say, Edgar. <laughs> Gabby deserved it, okay? <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I, like... Sasha was one of my favorite characters. She was a lovable dumbass. She only thing wants to do was just eat... And she just wanted to do a ski, and when she wanted just, and when it was time to fight, she was she was wanting to fight, but at the same time, she just wanted to just live a normal life, have a she, farm, and just and eat. And like, remember, she met but that no, chef yeah, because, who was just like, "Oh, I can eat, I can cook for you whenever you want." I was just like, "Oh my god!" Like he proposed to her in that way. I'm like, Sasha's gonna live a nice life. She's gonna be fall in love with the chef who's gonna cook for her for all eternity. Yo, fucking amazing, man! And then boom. I was just like, man, it should have been Connie, man. Should have been Connie. <laughs> hey, man, the fact that anyone makes it in this anime is a blessing because I'd be watching the show with Anastasia and she's like, are oh, you about to watch that show with no hope? And I'm like, yeah, pretty much because there is no hope in this motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, every scene, I'm thinking everyone's going to die. The only person I ever feel is like safe is Aaron because I feel like the show would end if he just died. Other than that, <laughs> I don't feel like anyone else in the cast is safe. Um, at all, like not at all. I, he's the only character I feel like is safe, and that's specifically because the story heavily focuses around him. That's a funny story because that is how it fucking. <laughs> oh my! I mean, it's just interesting how like what's crazy too about Aaron is that the fact that he knew about this since he was. I mean, even the first episode when Mikasa oh. was just like, "Why are you crying?" Like now that we know, because we finished the series, we know that he already saw it. He saw what was gonna happen. He knew what was gonna happen. He knew the shit he had to do that was gonna that he would have to do. The people that was gonna die around him, all this stuff. Like he knew that broke. And me. that's when he was just like, when they were like, "Oh, Ooh, excuse me," they were mm. like, "Oh, it's not too late to change your path. Mm. We could stop this, stop the rumbling." And he was just like, "I'm giving you guys free choice. I'm not controlling you. You know what you gotta do. If you wanna stop me, you gotta fight me and kill me. So come get it." And it was just crazy how they were like, they were so like, I get it, 
because this is someone they've been in conduct school since they were children, since they were young, and then having to grow up and be around the same person for so many years, yeah, and then be forced to make the decision was like, hey, I'm sorry, but we gotta take him out. We gotta kill him. We don't want to, but we have to. And then mm-hmm. having Mikasa be like, you know what? Yeah. I'll do it. Then. I don't want to. I want to talk to him. But then having them try to okay. talk to him was just like it wasn't gonna work because he already made up his mind. This is just <clears> a you know he had this conversation, a separate conversation with each person: Jean, Levi, Mikasa, Armin, Annie, and he was just like, "Hey, this is what's gonna happen. <laughs> you can't change my mind. I thought of every scenario that I could change it, but if there's no hope. I have to do this. Oh. You gotta take. You gotta stop me. That's it. You gotta stop me by all means necessary. And." That's essentially what happened. And it was heartbreaking. It was like, I mean, the acting for this, sh- I mean, I watched it in, of course, like, you know, dub. I don't really watch it. I mean, the dub is great too. Dub is not that, that bad either. But like, hearing Armin cry when Mikasa is like holding his fucking head, it was just like, that fucking hurt my heart because it was always those three that were. And now it's just two because they had to take him out. They had no choice but to do it. And he didn't give them anything. He was like, you got to do it. You got to kill me. You want this to stop? You want this mass extinction to stop? You got to kill me. That's it. You have to do it. And the sheer will for Mikasa to be like, you know what? I'm going to do it because I love you. And that's what I'm going to do. I have to do that because I love you. And it's just like, damn, that, that shit was so sad. And I know that destroyed her. It destroyed her so much. But, you know, she did what he told her to. Where he was like, hey, you're going to live a long life. You're going to live a happy life. Forget about me. Got to take me out. Oh, no. Do it. And that's what she did. You know? Um, I was going to say, it was like, it was kind of, um, what was that thing? Was it like last year during Anime NYC? Yeah. Like the creator of Attack of Titan came over to, like, he came, like, it was like his first time coming to New York. And the first thing he said was, Aww, beforehand, was? was like, oh, I think um, a lot of people are are try- like, are like going to kill me because of the ending of Attack on Titan. But at the but during the panel of it, like a lot of people was congratulating him and saying, you did your best. You, you actually wrote it. And I felt like it was kind of, I find it kind of like hilarious, but not, like quite shocking, but loving that. You're able to get so much hate from your fan base of the ending, but during a panel, everybody stood up, gave you like a standing applause, saying you wrote one of the best series of all time. And he was like, "Oh, I thought I'm gonna, I was gonna die, but I was actually quite happy that everybody loved the series. Some people actually said they loved the ending. They couldn't understand where where I was coming from. It kind of threw him off, but he was quite happy that people loved it." That's nice. That's really nice because it's got to be hard to end something after like years of investment. People invested in the characters for various reasons, and and then you got to kind of wrap that shit up. And these episodes only be like a half hour, so like you got to wrap the all this up. Like so many things you got to kind of put an ending to. It was very difficult, so that's that's good that people didn't like bash him or anything like that. Yeah, and also like that thing, like the last two episodes were like almost like ninety minutes a piece, so like it was oh, almost nice. like full blown mini movies. Well, before we hop up out of here, 
y'all got any last thoughts about this series? I know yeah, it was years of, of things, years of episodes, all this stuff. Yeah, y'all way more invested than I am. Like I got invested recently, but y'all been in this for mm-hmm. a bit. <laughs> yes. So you can let, let everybody know your last thoughts on this before we hop up out of here. We can start with Lizzie. So it keeps coming back to the question that Jackie kept asking, and it's kind of being torn between two sides, right? Like Zeke or Aaron, who was which plan was more successful? Um, I'm going to try to make this as concise as I can because there's just so much to it. But when determining which plan was more successful, I took into consideration four mm-hmm. factors, right? So we have kill count, freedom, the eradication of Titan powers, and then like the aftermath. So I'm going to say, you know, I think on one hand, I can kind of say that Zeke's plan probably would have been better if we're looking at it in terms of like kill count right um aaron almost killed off the whole world and um zeke's plan you know involving Mm -hmm. the sterilization and like a small rumbling to kill off you know allied forces and military would have killed thousands like at most right so um there's that factor but then i think it also comes down to like freedom and the, erad- mm-hmm. the eradication of power. So they both agree, right? And Edgar, you could like chime in too, right? They both agree this has to come to an end, right? It has to come to an end because Titans are being weaponized and they're waging wars, causing conflicts. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think um, though Aaron's plan was pretty damn destructive, um, mm-hmm. I don't know who's more successful. I personally feel. It brings me back to the very first episode. What did Aaron say once, you know, he saw this mass carnage happen in his home that he vowed to wipe off the Titans, right? And I think uh, at the end, that's essentially what he did. I think he eradicated the powers immediately as opposed to Zeke. So let's just say if Zeke's plan would have followed through, um, again, it would have taken decades Right. To kill off the Eldians through sterilizing them. But the power still would have persisted in the meantime. So, um, yeah, it is more peaceful if you think about it in a way. But I think uh, for me, I'm very logical about it. It's like, this is the issue. Let's get rid of it. And I think uh, Aaron's plan was more successful in that regard. Yeah. But yeah, but to add on to what Lizzie said, yeah, I, I do yeah. believe that. Um... Because okay. I have thought up a lot, too, about, like, okay, which plan okay, no would be correct. Yes. Aaron did say, I'm going to eradicate all the Titans because he was with this whole, like, I want revenge, you kill my mom, blah, 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 blah. Um, because we are aware that Titan powers also basically changes your memories. It alters your memories. It actually alters it. And you don't remember yeah. everything. It kind of gives you fog brain, which is, it's just interesting mm. because fog mm-hmm. brain is also kind of like in par with PTSD. That is a symptom of of, of a PTSD as well, fog brain. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. When it comes to Zeke plan, yes, it's kind of it kind of is similar because you're saying, oh, we're gonna sterilize everybody where they can never have the Titan gene. They can never pass it on. They can never like have children. And um. I remember Connie was the one that kind of yelled at 
that Aaron, where he was just like, I don't want this to happen, dude. I actually want to have a family one day. I don't want to be able to not have kids anymore. Like, what type of shit is that? Like, that's not fair to us. And like I said, like, even if he did, yes, it was like more of a, okay, we're going to avoid destruction by doing this plan, Zeke's plan. But like I mentioned before, I feel like war would have happened anyway. Where even if we went with his plan, I feel like the rumbling was still going to happen regardless. Because like I said, like even if that was to happen, Marley is not going to forget. There are still going to be people that are going to be like, oh no, we should still kill them. It doesn't matter. There are always going to be these titan monsters. going to be this royal blood and blah, 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 blah. There's going to be people like that. Like again, Gabby was a prime example of that. So even if that was the case, I still think the rumbling was unavoidable it still would have happened regardless of which which would have happened first in a way at least that's for me oh with me it's like i uh, oh with me i actually kind of agreed with aaron's idea because at the same time he was trying to unify everybody to like for a moment of peace oh yeah i'm gonna step up i'm going to be the villain this is the only way to stop it but at the same time, there is going to be peace right afterwards. I'm going to eradicate, um, like like I'm gonna eradicate the Titans. Yeah, even though he killed eighty percent, eighty percent off of the, like of humanity. But oh, wow. at the same time, he kind of brought temporary truce. You know, everybody was kind of united to stop him. And also at the same time, he did achieve what he wanted. He eradicated all the Titans. He's also had making sure that everybody, whoever had the Titans thing, like Titan genes basically living a longer life and also he wanted his friends to have a better life and you kind of see that towards the end like everybody is living their own everybody's ha living their, their happy life and also everybody who were titans are now diplomatic that's the titan power there's no more titan powers we could be united and we could have like a some type of peace and everything and that's the one thing i loved about it was Everybody who were enemies are now are now friends who now is trying to be like bring peace on everywhere. Violence and war is inevitable because people remain ignorant. People always are gonna have that hatred gene inside of them. Damn. It's like, oh, I will never forget this and blah blah. And again, it goes down to history books. It goes down to like what you're being told from home. Where it, it creates this whole false ideology of things. Sounds so and it's, it's similar to what's happening right now. What's happening right now is terrifying. Like it's a fucking genocide happening, you know, currently. And yep. <clears throat> it's also kind of in par with what's going on right now. You know, it's like a Titan. It's, it's like, that's why I said, like, horror is the best way to talk about these things where it's not, I don't want to say difficult, but it's always difficult to have this conversation in a regular setting. But you talk about horror or anime, and it's just like, oh, yeah, like this and that. And then you're just like, oh, shit, I didn't think about it that way. So, like, it is horrific. It is drastic needs. But this is also kind of why I said, you know what? Aaron's not fucking wrong. The only way to fix humanity is to do what I have to do. It's an extreme. It's just extreme. It is so extreme. But his way of thinking about it wasn't wrong. Where he was just like, when I saw the other side of the world, again, 
His speech that he said when I saw the other side of the wall and I thought, hey, humanity might be different. It might be peaceful, it might be this. And I saw how disgusting it was. And that's when I realized there is no hope, there's no change. People have to go. We have to change by force. And it's true. You know, so it's just, it's terrifying. It's awful. Um, the only thing that the series does show is that Violence happens. It's unavoidable only because humanity refuses to change. That is the whole message of it. Humanity never changes. We like to think we are. We like to think we're advanced, but we're not. People like to stay in their fucking bubble and still remain ignorant and still remain hatred. And that's why we have things currently happening the way they are. So stop being a piece of shit and just... That's the moral of the story. Fucking, you know, stop being an asshole to everybody and actually see things for what they are. Like, fair enough. People don't deserve the way they're being treated. They don't. So, <laughs> stop being an asshole, right? That's that's all. That's the that's what much I'm gonna say. Just stop being a fucking asshole, okay? Indeed. Don't be an asshole. Yeah, that's that's the moral of the story. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> that's literally it. <clears throat> but yeah, so. Like I said, this is going to be a long episode. <laughs> and I wasn't wrong. Yeah, I was watching it on Hulu. But let's definitely wrap it up. Um, again, Attack and Titan is one of those greatest series. It is on Crunchyroll. It is on Hulu. Um, I, I think it's on Amazon as well. Because Amazon be having anime up there as well. Um, but yes, it is complete. Yeah, so it is complete. The anime is finished. So if you're like, some of us who are anime only, you could binge watch it right now on Hulu. Uh, the manga is complete, been complete for a while, so you know, want to read manga? Check no, it out. Also, like, definitely it like watch it. Like, definitely read and watch it. Make, like, that loose, series, well, like one new chapter. Yeah, he's planning on doing like a yes. um a what if one of like a what, what if Mikasa actually got her ending, the one that she wanted. What would that look like? He's planning on doing that, and I'm just like, why, motherfucker? Have we not been through enough? <laughs> But anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway. But yeah, so I want to say thank you to our guest. Uh, Lizzie, would you like to go first and say where people can find you? <laughs> and Edgar, as always, we love having you. Uh, definitely tell people where they could watch your thank Twitch. You, thank you both for having me. Um, people can find me on Instagram. Uh, Lizzie Dimps, L-I-Z-Z-I. D-I-M-P-S or uh, Um, It's twitch.tv slash Egger underscore M89 and also you can find me on Instagram and Egger underscore M89 underscore because somebody took that handle. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Yes. Again, this yeah, it was definitely a blast. I'm glad we got it and again this is us us ending 2023 <laughs> so again we're entering a new year definitely like have a safe holiday everybody be safe i hope you guys have a good new year and again stop being assholes to each other like if you learn nothing from attack and titan then you learn nothing at all like fucking stop being dicks true um, this is but true. with that have a good holiday week have a good holiday break happy new year see you guys in 2024 ooh wee ghost goodbye